These are my people This is my land Welcome to episode 26 of the Southern Public Podcast. It's just Jamie and I here tonight. Hello. So we're going to like, be... I like how you start off everyone. Well, all right. Well, all right. <laughs> so um, yeah, Joel said, can't change the intro. No, no. it sounds so, great. It, it, I mean, every I've listened to almost all of them, and uh, they all start off exactly the same. Yeah. So that's your little tagline. That's my trademark. So when you meet somebody, like when we get up to Ohio, you can be like, "Well, all right, well, I'm, all right." I'm Doug Jernigan. I'm Doug Jernigan. <laughs> yeah. Introduce myself to everybody at the Mobile Expo, just like that. Well, all, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna sit down and talk with Heath Hart. He is the owner of H Two Saddles. Um. Now I know where H Two came from. H H. Right. Yeah, I I wondered that too. You know, and uh, makes sense. Yeah. So H2. Well, like we talked about, I, he's kind of one of the original dudes in the game of saddles. Yeah. He, uh, one of the probably first of the three or five companies when it kind of started taking off. Right. And uh, a lot of the guys we spoke to already have, uh, like they started up in like 2020, 2019, so fairly young. And so I'm interested and curious to talk to him to see kind of how Just the whole background, how how it's developed, right. and how it's evolved, and yep. and so on. I mean, even when when Benny came to our first event with Buzzard Roost, and he brought his original, the one that he made, made just for him, yeah. to hunt out of, and it's it's like a an old man climber seat, yep, that he sewed together with some 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 webbing, and, yep, yeah, so. interesting, yeah, so. Be interesting. So, uh, you ready to get into it? Yeah, that's all right. All right, man, let's do it. uh, Start producing them for sale. So, got the LLC all together and insurance all lined up and threw a bunch of money out to buy materials and and, um, off we went. So, that's kind of been a a, a snowstorm or a landslide ever since then. (laughs) So, did you keep your your original saddles you didn't like she didn't tear it apart to no i still i still got them actually yeah Uh, in fact i got all my prototypes i I, you know i made them out of fleece you know tearing tearing uh arms off of uh, off of fleece jackets sewing them together and tying them up and uh all kinds of all kinds of stuff that i played around with back then so now we kind of evolved. We're still a small company. There's only, uh, oh, there's three or four of us, um, depending on the season. Usually we bring in a, a fourth when uh, the season gets busy. And uh, But other than that, there's there's three of us that are really dedicated to it. We are um, kind of want to remain small. We're still, thought behind it is, you know, try to, try to offer a great value product um, that's a quality product. 
that people can be proud of and, uh, you know, get it on their backside for a reasonable price. So it doesn't cost them an arm or leg to get into it. So, well, that's yeah. one of the that's things. Kind of been our, um, one of, yeah, one of the things price, that we price. you're kind of stuck to that one of the things that we uh talked about in our intro was that um uh, it seems like a lot of the companies that we we are dealing with um that's kind of their motto i mean they're they're not looking to blow up and and have a factory you know producing saddles and whatnot and what have you that they're it's more about the quality than the quantity and yeah uh, and that makes a big difference. I mean, and and you, you can definitely tell it. You know, it's, you know, we're fortunate in what we're we're doing to have all these saddles. You know, right, you know, right in front of us. You know, we have access to to. I want to say we were around twenty three, twenty four saddles total. Yeah, I would venture to say, like you had said before, we're probably one of very few that has this many different saddles for people right. to, to actually try on, which kind of is the reason we started this. I mean, we, we started the pod ta- podcast just to have a reason to sit around and shoot the breeze about hunting and talk about tactics and different things we do. And just kind of like we'd said before, it, you know, just a couple guys sitting around shooting the breeze and having a cold beer, but the, uh, well, you guys, you guys are doing something right with the amount of people that showed up to your first uh, try before your buy event. And uh, I know you got a couple other schedule coming up, and I'm sure you're going to have, uh, you know, similar attendance at those. So, yeah. congratulations to you guys. Thanks. Yeah, and it was just kind of was an accident, we did, right? <laughs> it really was. But it, you know, Doug was the first one to to start the saddle thing and we all tried it on, you know, sitting at the back of the truck and just seeing what it felt like. So we, we, we soon realized that you can't just go try one of these on at some retailer, you know, so you're, you're taking a shot in the dark, just buying one over the internet, hoping it fits you. And so Doug, I think was the one that came up with the idea. Let's, you know, we all have our own saddles. Let's invite some of our listeners to come try them on and, you know, cook a couple hamburgers and, and, uh, a lot of you guys, a lot of companies kind of helped us out, you know, you included, and, uh, we appreciate that support and allowing us to get these saddles in front of people and put them on, let them hang from them for a bit. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're welcome. Glad to, glad to help you guys out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more about just, you know, it's, it's, it's for the hunting community. You know, uh, we're, we're not getting anything out of it. Um, you know, like subscribers and, and, you know, that kind of thing. Meeting but, uh, some cool people. Meet, yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's been the, the biggest plus to it all is, uh, you know, I, I, I would venture to say that, you know, when it's all said and done, we've made, you know, uh, made a few lifelong friends during this, during this venture. Yep. That's what it's all about. Building, building relationships and meeting new people that uh, can call your friends. So right, right. So and it's uh, you know the, the events that you're doing. It's you know not only do they they get to try you know different saddles, but they they actually get to try a saddle. You know it's always a that first time you ever you know hang from a rope in a tree. It's a a very unnerving feeling. <laughs> right. Yes, it is. And, uh, and some people, some people try it and they just can never get over that. Um, 
that feeling, and then they decide it's not for you. So at least you know they get the the chance now to try it before they you know throw a throw some money out there that investing in a a product that they figure it's not for them. So yeah, and the saddle's just a, a single part of that that whole equation, you know, of the money money you're going to spend, and uh, as you know, as far as the sticks and you know one sticking or whatever that's that's for them to decide we're not gonna you know venture that deep into this you know our thing is we're not we're not selling anything you know we're not selling in any particular saddle it is all about you know letting them get, like you said you know just get into a saddle the first time and we make sure we put them on a platform um it it just it gives you a better idea of how the hunt's really going to be compared to your feet on the ground where you've got plenty of room to walk around yeah it's a huge difference yeah and uh go ahead oh i i was just agreeing with you oh. yeah it's uh well look, you you brought up a, a you said something about originally guys were trying to use like rock climbing gear i personally living in florida like we don't have the the ability to see rock climbing gear i have no idea what they look like are they like similar to what we're using now for hunting um no they're um they're uh would it be more like what an arborist they're they're different the aspect that they they don't have really the support um you know to, to hang out in comfort yeah they're there really as a you know, they're built more as a harness, I should say. Right. Um, you know, when you put the leg straps on, you're you're pretty much strapped in, and the connection for those is in the front instead of on the sides. Um, gotcha. The one I had did have, uh, you know, side connections, so it had, it had D-rings on the side that I'd be able to connect into. But when I was using it, I was just using it over top of my um, sit drag, um, and I, or my, you know, flan, one of the flannel saddles I had. Um, and so I was tied into that and it was just kind of a, the tether, tethered connection below my bridge was, was connected into that rock climbing harness, you know, kind of below my belly button. Gotcha. So I imagine, really just a, so from that point to now, there's probably been a huge amount of progress and change and, and just, I mean, are you still you still, as long as you've been doing it and messing with it, do you still find things you're like, well, maybe if we try this or tweak that or add this or remove that, are you still finding new ways to do what you're doing? Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're, uh, I've got a whole wall of, of different prototypes that we've made. And, um, you know, I, I guess I, I got lucky, you know, I went through that, that initial string of prototypes and found something that works and, um, you know, we, we've attempted different, different things, but never really found something that, um, really, I thought made an improvement. I know the, the triad bridge was, you know, one of our, one of our, uh, products that we came out with oh, a couple of years ago. And, um, that was, that was essentially the adjustable bridge. And, right. uh, as soon as I released that every, saddle company manufacturer out there, you know, jumped on that, that bandwagon. And, um, I think pretty much everybody now is, is mimicking, you yeah. know, that original 
product that we put out there. Some sort of adjustable bridge. Um, but we're still playing around, you know, we're, we're playing around with a, a two piece saddle. Um, that hopefully we're, we're getting pretty close to being able to, to, uh, throw out there. And again, it's, it's something a little bit different than what you've seen on the market so far. So, um, you know, hopefully it's, uh, you know, another evolution to, to the saddle game. Right. Well, I saw, have, have you got a chance to look at the, uh, who, uh, Timber Ninja, you know, I think they just released or they're fixing to really release the saddle themselves. Have, have you had a chance to look at it? Um, yeah, I did the, uh, what do they call it? The black hole or black something? Yeah. I can't, I can't I mean, it's a solid, yeah, solid black or black and gray saddle. I just, I yeah. saw it on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, it, it looks, uh, it looks like it's going to be like in that, in the, you know, and I'm not talking bad cause I, I hunt out of a, a covert light, but it looks like it's going to be in that category with the covert where, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit heavier than, than, you know, the rest of the saddles out there. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think, you know, we're, we always try to go for that lightweight, um, saddle something that's comfortable but something you don't don't feel if you put it on you know i think right now ours is uh our saddle alone is, is probably the lightest on the market um as far as our slingshot goes um it surprised I'm me not sure. it surprised me how cause I, I use a covert light as well and uh it it I didn't realize that it felt heavy until I tried everybody else's and, and you know, just a, a couple extra ounces you can feel that difference. And it's, you know, like yours is not near as bulky, you know, it, it just feels or the lack of it feeling like it's on you, you know, compared to something that's a lot heavier. So it was, I learned something new every time we have one of these events and I, you know, hang from a different saddle or try something different or move something around and constantly figuring things out and, and evolving into, uh, what works for me. You know, I imagine that for you, that's your, that's your bread and butter. That's what you do is just figure new ways to, to do things. Yep. Yep. And it's, um, and, and I'm constantly learning too. You know, I, I, uh, last weekend I was at a, um, working with uh, John with ultimator, um, at a, um, he was putting together a one sticking clinic. Yep. So, um, I went over there and, uh, you know, learned some stuff from John and, you know, I think he, he probably agrees. He learned some stuff from me and it's just one of those, one of those, um, one of those methods that you're, you're constantly learning something. Um, you know, the, the continuous evolution is just, just amazes me, you know, the, of the whole market. Um, well, yeah. And the more you know, ideas, ideas seem to be falling out the door every single day. The more eyes that get on this and more people that try it, you know, it's just that many more people trying to figure out a new way to, to make something better, easier or safer. Right. And there's, there's and so the whole, the whole, I think the whole, uh, the whole uh, concept of saddle hunting really 
you know, sprung out of a DIY type industry. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, there was, there was some companies, uh, you know, trophy lines been in the business for, for quite a while, but, uh, you know, the, the designs that they had from years ago to what you see today, it's, it's such a drastic difference. Right. Um, so it's, and it's like oh, said, evolution. I stumbled. So back in the, in the early nineties, um, I was actually yard selling and I come across a harness that hooked in the front and I bought it because I was like, I can, I can do something with this. And I was so in my mind, hunting was always, you know, from a lock on. Cause back then I didn't even hunt out of a climber. I, I just used a lock on. So it was always facing with, away from the tree. Yeah. I had my back to the tree and I had, and, and that harness was actually designed for people that do sailboating. And so, yep. So it goes around your, your, just like a saddle, but it's like, kind of like your rock harness, you know, it, it hooks in the center and then it, I don't know, it hooks to something on the, on the, uh, <laughs> something nautical. Yeah. So onto the, the sailboat and it allowed them to right. lean out over the edge of the boat to put that weight out. Right. And I kept it for the longest time and never could figure out a, a purpose for it and threw it away. And, and here we are today. Talking about it. Well, it, that the way you you mentioned that it brings up a point. You know, back in the eighties and nineties, before they made them illegal, they used to have uh, a waist belt that mm-hmm. would essentially tether around the tree, and then you had a, a probably a two foot tether yeah. that would go from the tree to this. The waist belt would you know run through a, a closed eye on the end of this tether. Um, they since made them illegal. Um, I believe because yeah, I've never, I haven't seen them for twenty years. But I used to hunt with that, really, up until probably, oh, probably before I got in a saddle, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I, I did the same thing. I sat sat in a tree stand. I I would lean out from one side to the other. You know, basically like a, it would act almost like a like a linesman's belt as you see them today. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. It it it, uh, it basically had just two loops. One loop went around the tree. One went around your your waist or under your arms. And I'm I'm glad I never fell from a tree <laughs> when when I was wearing one because you know I I don't know how you would get. That well, just, my my first safety harness with my with a climber. It was just a waist belt that wrapped right. around the tree. And that's yeah, what you, he's talking about. Yeah, if you yeah. fell, you fold in like you fold like a taco. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Yep. So, do you get much traction on the uh, on the pink out uh, slingshot? Um, you know, we've had uh, quite a few um, purchases of it. Um, you know, it definitely doesn't compete with you know the original slingshot, but uh, you know, yeah. there's still there's still a demand for it. Yeah, I mean, and and I, I bring that up because we've really uh, seen a big increase in an interest in this in in the women. Uh, we had yep. our our last demo. Um, we actually had quite a few few women come in and and try on saddles, and uh, and that was it. The downfall of that was we didn't 
we didn't have a whole lot of like small yeah saddles or the or the extra small saddles um and whenever i saw that originally uh i said i i because i in all the saddles that i've 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 seen i think you're the only one that that sells one designed just for women is it just the size difference just a smaller wasted saddle i guess um well the size is still still correlate to the same as you know as far as the waist sizes go um we do we do change out our thread so we use a, a pink thread instead of our classic orange thread on that um but you know one of the very first saddles that i sold i sold to a a lady um and she was um she was in her 60s and she bought the uh the small saddle and uh, sent me a picture of her sitting in it and she was you know five foot nothing and uh you know that's what prompted me to actually start what i call a youth size mm -hmm. uh, made her a special saddle um exchange it for center uh um, an even smaller saddle than, you know, our, our then what we call a small size. Um, but yeah, we see, a a lot of, uh, a lot of orders, um, from, from women. Uh, I don't know if they're ordering for their husbands or if they're ordering for themselves. Um, I think some of them are for themselves. I think there's a, a handful in there. They're ordering from their, their women, but. But we're also seeing a a huge increase in um, you know it kind of brings me back to you know thinking about this last weekend and um, seeing the demand for for people you know out of, in their in their seventies yeah that are one right you know I've gotten I don't know how many you know messages from people saying hey you know I'm you know I'm seventy two years old, you know, relatively fit. You think this is something I can use? And, but, uh, last weekend at that one sticking clinic, there were, uh, two guys there that I would say, um, were both in their sixties. One, one might've been pushing close to 70 and he was, he was out there one sticking. So I was just, uh, just amazed at the, you know, the change and, and these guys got, got land to hunt. So it's not like they're, uh, they're, you know, getting into saddles to be mobile, which a lot of guys are. Right. Um, they've got land to hunt. They just started hunt saddle, hunting on a saddle a couple of years ago, and, you know, now they just love it. And yeah, they want to get away from having to put up, put up tree stands and go through all that hassle. Right. Well, one of my, you know, when, when somebody tells me, oh, I'm, I'm too old, you know, I'm too out of shape, I'm too fat to do that, you know, I'll ask, well, do you hunt out of lock-ons? And they'll say, well, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, if you can hang sticks to hunt out of a lock-on or screw in steps or however you're doing it, uh, you can saddle hunt. And once you get them in there, uh, it's amazing. We, we, we keep talking about, like, putting cameras up on the trees and video these people that are sitting in a saddle for their first time because you just see the light bulb go off, you know, in their, in their eyes. And you see the expression on their face when they, they finally put all of the weight into the saddle and they, they trust that the, the tether is going to hold them. And just the whole, 
you know, amazing amazement that comes over there that, you know, the, that expression that they give is, uh, it, it's, it's actually comical, you know, especially with us being used to, to being in, in the, in the saddles all the time. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, that first feeling, like I said, it's, a uh, definitely, uh, makes you pucker a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was never a, a lock on guy. I always used a climber. So getting into saddle hunting, you know, a little at a time and standing a foot off the ground on a, on a platform and just learning how to move. And I mean, it didn't take very long. And this past season I hunted out of a saddle, you know, each, each time it gets a little bit longer, a little bit more. And the idea of not carrying a bunch of weight, you know, hug, lugging a, a summit through the woods can be a, a huge pain. Oh Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then that, uh, then that feeling when you, when one of your, one of your, uh, pieces of that climber slips a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The little two inch heart attack. That'll work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and then, you know, you know, my climbers, which I've used for years, you know, I can't say it happened often, but I think probably on two different occasions that that bottom section slipped out and, Thankfully, I had it tethered to the top section. Right. Else I would have been in a... Been dangling. A yeah. Difficult situation. I've seen that happen. Well, so another thing that I, we saw quite a bit at our last event were uh, were kids. So talking about the size, you know, the smaller saddles. Um, you know, with dads getting into it and bringing their, their kids out with them hunting, they can both essentially stay in the same tree, um, you know, as opposed to a, trying to lug two climbers up the same tree, but the, uh, having that, that youth size, you know, it gives, cause a lot of people asked about it. And I think you've got one that's, what's the size on your youth? What was that? What was that up to like 24 up, inch or a 28 inch waist? 28 inch. Yeah. So I think it goes up to like a 28 inch waist. Yeah. It, that was, that was another one that we didn't have. I think we had one small that it, the, it wasn't a small, it's just the way it was made, and that was that, that tethered. It's just a smaller overall saddle. Yeah. So, But that was another thing. Like, you know, you think it's a, a 20, 30-year-old guy's way of hunting, but like you said, there's 70-year-old dudes. I'm 54, you know, just getting into it, and these kids come with their dads, and they're, you know, 12, 10, 12 years old, and had a ball doing it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Did we lose you? Uh-oh. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay, we got you. So, how was your hunting season this year, man? Did you do any good? Did we lose you again? Guys, I don't know if I'm uh, coming oh. through or not. Oh, there you are. All right, we got you back. Can you hear me all right? I still here? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We got you. So, how was your hunting season this past year? Did you do any good? Um, you know, I never never had anything that I could uh, really snarrow on. Um, every year I tell myself I'm gonna, you know, take a doe early and kind of get some meat in the freezer, and every time. 
early in the season, you know, when the time comes, I say, man, it's too hot. I don't feel like <laughs> processing the deer and the teat and, you know, and then I'm always thinking, well, maybe something's behind her. Maybe something's behind her. So. Right, right. But this, this last year, I, I definitely had opportunities, but uh, never never released an arrow or pulled a trigger on anything. Um, so you're, I, you're up in Michigan. This year, right? I had a lot of, yeah, I'm in Michigan. So gotcha. I also had other commitments going on um, at that time. And, you know, thankfully, I've got a, a wonderful wife that, you know, lets me get out and play. Um, but... Um, Sometimes priorities take take precedence over getting out in the woods. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, we so down here, and I I think I've said this to everyone we we've, we've talked to is our rut is in February. So you guys are you're hitting the rut like when your season starts. Where us, yeah, where us, our season ends when the rut's just really starting to kick off. So. Shooting a doe early up here, it's that's oh, it's it's game on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're definitely putting yeah. a few deer in the freezer. I mean, of course, Doug and I didn't. We didn't kill anything last season. I did bloody one up, but that was it. Killed a hog. Oh yeah, you did. You killed a hog. Have you ever hunted down here in the south at all? You know, I I lived in Tennessee for uh, about twelve years, so um, I hunted down there and you know, I took some quite a few deer, but. Um, uh, never went pig hunting, but uh, I did see one, one time there in Tennessee, um, not when I was hunting, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, but I, interesting thing, when I first moved down there, I, you know, after hunting in Michigan for most of my life, um, it was an interesting change just to see the, you know, what I call mountain deer, cause they're, you know, the bodies are just so much smaller. Oh yeah. And, and I think, I think Florida is kind of the same way. You know, if you get a, you know, 120 inch buck down there, that's a, uh, that's a trophy. A yeah. Big deer, but, the, but the body wise, you know, they're still going to be dressing out. About you know, the same, same. <laughs> yeah. They're 120 pounds. So. Well, we got those beach deer, man. They, they don't yeah. need to get heavy. It, it, and we went to, went to Ohio this year, uh, this past season and, uh, did a public land hunt up there. And the first, first deer I saw, like I was like kind of blown away at, at, at the size of it. And, and he, he probably had a better rack than I thought he did, but because of the body size, it, I I assumed he was just a little basket rack or something. Well, see the one that, that, uh, Dwayne killed weighed, he had to be 260. It, That's a big deer. Was 260 and eight and a half years old. So. Wow. That's an old deer. That. You don't, you don't see old in Michigan, especially if you're hunting public. Well, and I'm surprised, you know, because we, we didn't, we kind of went off of a little bit of word of the mouth, word of mouth of some people from our area that was going up there and hunting and, uh, and they were going to Wayne National Forest, so we decided, you know, we would do that. And um, uh, and it's on us. We, I mean, we e scouted and all that, but we probably should have done a better job of just kind of googling it and seeing how much attention 
that place gets um because it 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 gets hunted really heavy i think that's like a seems to be a a destination public land out of town guy place to go i think because they think it's so big that you know they'll there's plenty of room and we seem to come across you know lock-ons or trees that had been climbed or you know we always found sign of where the where other people were at right yeah yeah that's um very similar to what michigan is michigan's got uh, michigan's got a lot of a lot of land to hunt um that's open to the public but you know michigan also has more more bow hunters than any other state so right yeah, we're you know, kind of we're lucky here. We got some some places that are archery only, and we are with <clears throat> with the rut being at the end of the at the end of the year. It's a late archery muzzleloader, so with guys you know lugging muzzleloaders out the uh, these archery only areas in different WMAs we have that they uh, they kind of thin out. So it, it to be a bow hunter year round, it puts you in a much better opportunity for sure. Right. And that's yep. where the saddles come in. Way easier to carry a saddle on your butt than it is to carry a summit on your back. Oh sure. Yep. Are you uh you gonna go to the the Ohio um Yes. The mobile expo, you're going to that? Um, I don't think so. Um my summer's pretty pretty well booked. Um we've got some um family trips that we're planning. Um, my oldest daughter is moving that we're going to be helping her, um, with. So it's, um, kind of a busy, busy summer. I think right now the only thing I've got planned is a, uh, a saddle hunting expo up here in Michigan, um, towards the beginning of July with, um, is that the one with Bobby Bird? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I I saddle hunt. Yeah, I had uh, he and I had talked about uh, getting together and putting you know us bringing all of our stuff up and with our schedule and and his schedule it it just didn't didn't jive to where we could be up there uh, the beginning of July and then be in Ohio again in the you know at the end of July so. Yeah, we all got yeah. real jobs, man. Yeah. I can't take off that much time. My <laughs> wife would kill me. <laughs> well, last year I was lucky enough to go up there and um, actually a couple weekends hunted with Bobby. Um, and uh, then one weekend met up with uh, him, John Richards from Ultimator, and uh, Dano from Eastern Woods Outdoors. The four of us got to... Uh, got a weekend of hunting. So, um, hopefully we're, we're trying to schedule something again this year to, to do it again. So hopefully that comes through and get another, uh, kind of a weekend of bonding with the boys. Yeah. I need to find a different job. So <laughs> Jamie and I both are in life safety and, uh, I, I just don't know where you guys find the time to, to tinker with this stuff, to come up with the, the ideas and, you know, uh, like, you know, Dano, you know, all the stuff that he carries. And, uh, yeah, I just, and maybe it's cause this, this whole thing has consumed all the 
well, free time I've had since yeah. October, August last, whatever well, it was. For sure. You know. For sure. I used to not talk to you more than like once every couple of days. Now it's like three times a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made my own uh, uh, daisy chains for, for my bee sticks, and uh, it took me like a week to make them. Because, and part of it's I'm OCD, so if my if my chains were uneven, then I would tear it apart and redo my berry. Um, but yeah, I was talking to to Sam, uh, the Amsteel. Amsteel guy, the other day, and right. I told him I don't know how you do it. And he said he spends 18, 18 to fourteen hours a day, eight to fourteen hours a day, just just doing stuff, just messing with Amsteel. Like yeah, I, yeah. you got to have a passion. Yeah. Or be very calm so you can <laughs> sit there and focus on that. Like, like to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I know we we go through a lot of amp steel, amp steel here, and we offer the daisy chain. So I spent a lot of time splicing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just ADD and OCD just just doesn't doesn't play out well for me when I'm I'm trying to do that kind of stuff. Man, so uh, looking on your website, you're are you still getting saddles out in one to two days from order date? Yeah, we uh, since uh, of course every hunting season we always seem to get backed up, and uh, you know historically during hunting season we get anywhere from ten to fourteen weeks of backlog. Well, um, that's not like a hunter to wait to the last minute. We buy our hunting license the night before opening day. Right. And hope you don't have (laughs) problems with the printer. (laughs) (laughs) Go to Walmart and they screw that up. But, uh, you know, once the season ends and we get caught up, we got an opportunity to start building up some inventory. So that's, That's uh, you know, right now we're, we're able to, when we get a, get an order in, we can kind of just grab it off the shelf and, and get it out right away which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these days with shipping issues. I mean, to be able to get something to a customer that quick is, is something a lot of people can't do anymore. Yeah. And we're, uh, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, we typically in the, you know, late afternoons, early evenings is when we're, we're packing everything up, um, for that morning, uh, shipping pickup and, uh, so usually if you can get an order in, you know, before, uh, I would say seven o'clock at night, um, it'll be going out that next morning. Hmm. Good deal. So I know a lot of the guys we've talked to, they still have, you know, full-time regular jobs they got to go to. Are you in that same boat or is this, is this your, you've turned your life passion into a, a business? Yeah, I'm, uh, I I still got a day job, so, and um, my uh, my lead seamstress she's she's pretty much full time. Yeah, working on it. so That's you know the it's kind of the production goes through the day and then uh, in the evenings kind of shipped to to shipping and you know I'm still doing a lot of the amp still work so that's kind of the evening evening hobby. So you have long days, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what's kind of cool about this whole saddle hunting part of the hunting industry is 
you know, most of the guys we've talked to and guys we've met through doing this is they're all just normal guys like everybody else. So super easy to relate to, you know, they're not some, some big fancy guy who's got a huge company and, you know, worried about branding and marketing and, and who they're friends with. And I mean, it really, it's been eye opening to me that hunting as a whole, you know, the sport of hunting hasn't lost its, it's touched to the roots of it and the, the people that actually get out there and do it. So kudos to you all for keeping that going. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We don't, uh, you know, you, you kind of touched on the marketing aspect. We don't, you know, one of the, one of the things in order to keep our costs low is we don't do a whole lot of marketing. You know, most of our, most of our customers is word of mouth. Um, you know, and, people, people saying, Hey, you know, my buddy got one of your saddles and I love it. And, I want one. Yeah. Well, and so put, that's, that's put probably, you know, 80% of our sales is just word of mouth. But, well, putting you know. out a good product does that for you. Yeah. You know, yes. it, it, you don't, yeah. you don't have to have, and it's, it's funny. I used to, uh, I used to say that Matthews was only as, as good of a bow as it is because they've got the best PR, you know, group in the industry. and, and I, I did, I believed that for years. I refused to ever even pick up a Matthews. Uh, yeah. I, I felt like it was a, it was a gimmick, you know, cause every, every new hunting show that started up, you know, Matthews was sending them a bow, you know, and, and I was like, yeah, they're only, they're only good cause they, they got money to make commercials. Right. You know, and, uh, yeah. but and, we all shoot Matthews. And now, yeah, I do. <laughs> I shoot the, the V327. So. Yeah, I've been shooting a Matthews for a long time. So, what's your well, they're, bow? They're a good bow. What's your bow setup? What are you shooting? Uh, I'm shooting a uh, PSE. Okay. So it's. Uh, Doug, you- uh, I enjoy it. It's a couple years old now, but um, it's still shooting. You know, over 300 feet per second, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, I shot a Matthews. It's got a nice, nice solid, but nice solid backstop. So. It's, it works well for me. It's like a good pair of boots. Sometimes you don't want to get rid of them. It just works. Oh, yep. I and, shot my- and that's me. Like, I don't, unless it gives me a reason to not hunt with it, to not use it, then I don't, I don't change it. I Or you run over it with your truck. I run over it with my truck. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> um, like I've shot three, three brands of broadheads my whole life. Like I'm 52 years old and been bow hunting since I was in my twenties and I've shot three, three brands. I've shot that many in a season. You do. (laughs) Well, I was, so I was in the the sporting goods industry for about seven years. So I had the opportunity to try out different broadheads, different arrows, different camos, stuff like that. And, uh, so I was willing to try, man. Shoot. Yeah. I found what I like. Yeah. I, uh, I think I've used two broadheads. Well, you guys are no fun. <laughs> I, I think I, it, I think I've had like four, four bows like in the past. I've had three. 30 years. My bear Epic Extreme, my Matthew Switchback, and then my Matthews Triax. Yeah. So, man. Well, what else you got, man? You got anything, any exciting news you want to let people know about or? You know, I'm just, 
I'm just excited to get out there to uh, do some turkey hunting. It's uh, turkey hunting here started, I guess, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, ours. Well, Michigan's kind of Michigan's kind of strange because there's probably I don't know twenty to thirty different combinations of license that you can buy. You, you're limited to one turkey, but you have to buy a license. Some licenses are only good for, um, like for example, you know, public land. There's three seasons, so you have to buy a for turkey, spring turkey. There's three seasons, so you have to buy a license for that season. You also have to buy a license for your, um, I'll call it a hunt unit. Right. So, you know, and then there's separate license if you want to, you know, hunt private land. Um, wow. That are that are different season times. Um, but again, you have to you know buy it for private land for your hunt, hunt unit that you want to hunt out of. Um, and you and can, those you can't use on public land. So you can only kill one bird in any with any of those licenses. Correct. Yep. I got you. You're limited to one license, so you gotta. You know, try to find a a good medium of you know which one you want to apply for, and then you gotta if you want to get in the early ones, um, especially if it's a, a public land license, um, you have to go in a raffle, hmm. um, or else you're not going to get one of those early ones. So, well, you, and I guess they have to take that steps with the you know, I, and you said that about Michigan having the most bow hunters, but I think Michigan also has the most licensed hunter per capita than any other state. So they just waylay turkeys. Yeah. Well, yeah, if they didn't. Yeah, if they didn't put some kind of of license restrictions and and but yeah. Which we said Well, Michigan used to be Michigan used to be one of the, you know, kind of premier whitetail states. Right. Um not to say there's still a lot of you know, a lot of good deer here, but um you know, they're they're pressured and there's a lot of people there's there's no antler point restrictions, so they, uh, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, kind of shoot if it's got horns, it's they're shooting it. Right. And uh, now turkeys, with with them limiting the the license as they have, you know, I would probably say Michigan is could be considered probably one of the premier turkey states hmm. that's out there. It's uh, it's just thriving with birds everywhere. Well, I think Michigan um, still ranks like, like in the top three states for big bucks, doesn't it? Um, it might. Um, I know. Uh, I think Minnesota and you know some of those. Oh, well, maybe it's Minnesota. I know it, 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 it all depends. I guess I, I think you. I think you probably got. You know, if you look at the numbers as far as the number of hunters compared to the number of uh, like Pope and young books, I think you're probably going to find, you know, Kansas and yeah. Iowa. And some of those are going to be, you know, the highest, well, you know, for but if you look at the numbers of numbers of book bucks, Michigan might still be you know, up there probably for, in the top 10, I'd say. Yeah. For a Florida boy, it's all just up North. <laughs> <laughs> One of those States yeah. with an M. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's interesting because in Michigan, when you say up north, you're thinking, you know, driving, you know, upstate. Right. Um, 
because it, you know, if you drive through Michigan, it's, you know, from the bottom up to the upper peninsula, you're looking at probably about a 12 hour drive to drive through the state. So right. Yeah. We get this. A lot of, a lot of land. We get the, we get the same thing, uh, you know, with what we do, we deal with a lot of national companies. And so we'll talk to somebody in, you know, New York or, or something like that. And we'll, you know, tell them, you know, we're in Florida and well, you must be like right close to Disney. No, no, it's a seven hour drive. You know, it's not, it's not right around the corner. Where we live in Florida, it's, it's essentially lower Alabama. Yeah. So we're over around the Panama, yeah, Panama city, Destin, that area. So. Yep. That's my old stopping grounds. And I live in Tennessee. That was kind of your, Oh, you you, know, if you wanted a week up down to the coast. Okay. So you spent some time down here. Yeah, in fact, uh, that Destin area is where I got my uh, certification for scuba diving many All years right. ago. Very cool. Well, man, if you ever get back down here on vacation, you have to let us know, take you out fishing or something. Or if it happens to be well, hunting yeah. season. Because like I said, our season goes through February. You could come down here in February and kill a... A monster Florida buck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, man, if you uh, if you don't got anything else that you need to let everybody know about, we'll uh, I'm sure you probably need to get to dinner or something. We appreciate your time and and giving us the opportunity to uh, to like I said before, get your saddle out there and let people try it out, and and I hope it's it's working out for you as well. So. Well, guys, I thank you. Uh, enjoyed it. Keep the ropes tight. All right, buddy. Thank you again. If you if you need anything, just reach out to us. I'm sure you got you got Doug's information. He seems to be talking to everybody. He's the the popular one in the group. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, well, Doug, Jamie, I appreciate you guys. Heath, brother Ben, uh, we really do appreciate you coming on and and taking some time out of your day for us. You guys take care. Have a good night. All right, All right brother. Buddy. We'll see you. All right. So, oh, I didn't mean to hang up. All right. Well, I hung up on him. Okay. Well, you can call him. Back. I call him back. So, interesting guy. He'd been in the game a long time. Yeah. I mean, he hunted out of, from what I understood, hunted out of like rock climbing gear. Right. That's that's pretty OG. Yeah. You know, and I I kind of feel bad because. We we try not to make every interview sound the same, and they kind of do. But when we're you're you're talking about saddles, you know, yep. so it's. Uh, but everybody's got a different. They've all got a different story. They do, you and know. That's kind of what I I want to hear is like, all right, what, why, yeah, what, what got you into like, what made you go, man, I need to do this, yeah, you know, what. Like Benny with his, you know, his mesh, his, right. you know, There's old man seat that he cut up and, <laughs> and put some some uh, straps on it, you know, right. and tied a rope around it and hung himself from a tree. Um, yeah, now, his story, you know why he got into saddle hunting? Because uh-uh. he was toting a, a climber through the swamp and tripped and fell, and the climber hung up on a cypress root or something like that. And he was stuck. He he was tr- fighting to get the shoulder straps and everything off so that he could get up out of the water. So you go deer hunting and drown. 
Right. <laughs> well, South Florida, you can go deer hunt and get get ate by an alligator. By an alligator. Happened by a hog. Was it last? Was Bear it this last year or year before last that the that that hunter got bit in the leg by an alligator and they had to. <clears throat> down in South Florida, you hunting out of swamp yeah. buggies, you start walking through the swamps, you're going to get eaten. Yeah. No, they're all take my chances with bears. I mean, interesting guy. I watched his videos, and I mean, he's got a he's got some cool stuff for sure. His saddles are comfortable. Um, so anybody comes out to to any of these events coming up, what are the dates again, Doug? Those are sorry. Those are Georgia. Uh, outside of Macon is going to be May 21st, and then Alabama is going to be June 11th, and outside of Clayton, Alabama, on Lake Mitchell at Fort or at Fort at, at, at Higgins, Higgins Ferry, Ferry Higgins Ferry Park. And the the one in don't Georgia. ask me to tell you what the name of that park was in Georgia. Well, here I'll I'll tell you Tobofoski Tobofoski Toba Toboski. To- <laughs> tell you what, just go to Macon. If you're if you're coming from and the south, west. turn left. <laughs> if you're coming from the north, turn right. Hold on a minute. I I wrote it down. It is Lake Tobasovki. Tobas Toba Sofki. Sofki. Skofki. Yeah. Tobasovki in the recreation area at Pavilion C two zero nine. Yes. So come out to that. Come out, hang in a saddle, shoot the breeze with us, have some fun. Um. And the one up in uh, in Alabama, Higgins Ferry, that's a pretty place, too. Yeah. So I imagine if you're a fisherman, you can bring your boat, sit in a saddle, and then go fishing. Yeah. They're both good-looking lakes. Yeah. I just bring my swimming trunks. If it gets too hot, I'll just... Jump in? S- swimming trunks. I don't own swimming trunks. I got shorts. <laughs> you still wear the cut-off jeans to swim in? Oh, oh, I, no, I cut off my jeans and go swimming in them. Damn redneck. <laughs> so, so... Are you going to... um? You gonna go to the Louisiana Sportsman's show? Yes. Yes. Yep. I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna make that one. You might be over there by yourself. That's okay. Hanging out with uh, Ronnie and uh, Ronnie boys and Scott, the boys Hunter. over American Hunter. Um, That'll be a fun one. Yeah. So we're gonna. I, I get. So yeah, we're gonna. But did I spill the beans? On no. Right. No. Um, we're gonna have. Uh, over there, he'll have uh, buzzard roost and latitude saddles over there. Mm-hmm. Can buy them while you're there. Um, yeah, we're just essentially going over to to hang out with. Yeah, the we're gonna. The I'm gonna help them demo saddles. Yeah, you know. So uh, we will. And we'll have you know, maybe one or two other saddles for you to put on to compare. You know, compare that saddle to the buzzard roost and the latitude saddle. So. Right. Fair enough. But. Yeah, it'll be a good time. It's going to be a busy next couple of months for sure. Well, we've got to slide Mississippi in here somewhere. Ah, oh, god dang. Yeah. And then we want to try and do one more locally. Like, uh, yeah. Like a before hunting season extravaganza. Yeah. I mean, after Ohio, we got two months. We got to fill up. We can't stop. Got to fill it in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just invite everybody over to your house. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, so we'll see how it turns out. Um, so it's really hard to, for everybody out there, it's really hard to pick a place that pleases as many people as we can. And, well, and there's a lot of things to think about, like parking, got to have trees. Yeah, I mean, we can't hold it in a Walmart parking lot. Will the place let us, you know, 
do this. Right. I mean, some of the places that we checked into, uh, because the product that we were demoing, what not for sale for, for us, but it was for a promotion for sale, per se. Right. They weren't allowed to have... Um, yeah, you weren't allowed to have events like that. Yeah, that's uh, federal. Right. You know, so... and. Uh, yeah, so it could not not for profit type. So, if anybody out there knows somebody with a, a hunting outfitter, um, or a lodge, or what else? Yeah, you know, I mean, a, if a, you've got a, a hunting store a, like American Hunter has, you know, yeah. they had trees on their property, and we were able to just piggyback with them, and you know, they had a great day, we had a great day. So, man, if any of y'all out there got got some places you'd like us to come do this, and uh already have a spot in mind that you can uh help us secure right yeah we'd shoot we'd be happy to come yeah i mean and honestly we might even bring the beer right but (laughs) (laughs) and i mean it's as simple as it is we need trees and restrooms and a bathroom right you know so that doesn't seem to be as easy to find no well in the the logistics of getting permission right because people don't know you you tell someone that hey, we're going to do a saddle, saddle hunting, hunting demo. demo they're like what the hell is saddle? you can't yeah, you hunt can't here. have yeah <laughs> you can't well, have firearms in here we're not, no. we're not hunting we're just hanging from a tree so i think maybe we may look at maybe in northwest georgia now i got friends up there so i got you got family up family there. up there, yeah. So north northwest Georgia, Cobb County, up in that area, um, and I think that we would be we would be reaching out to the Atlanta, the Anniston, you know, Birmingham, Huntsville, North Georgia, North North Alabama, Tennessee. What about someone with a hunting lease, a farm? Well, if yeah, so like if you've got a lease with the club, you mm-hmm. know, like and just again restrooms, restrooms right. and trees. No, you we, you could always pee on the tree. What are you gonna do about the ladies? Well, pop a squat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you might want to delete that. <laughs> uh, give them a five gallon bucket with a with the pool noodle gallon. around it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but well, yeah. All right, dude. You can tell it's Thursday because I'm freaking tired. Yeah, I am. So I'm if, whooped. If we're super boring and keep rambling, my apologies. It's Thursday. I, but I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> all I know is tomorrow's motherfucking Friday. Yes. And you can edit that out too. Nope. All right. All right. All right, dude. We're done. As usual, fun. Y'all have a great night. See ya. See ya. We got a hunting store hunt. like American Hunter has. You know, yeah. they had trees on their property, and we were able to just piggyback with them and you know they had a great day we had a great day so man if any of y'all out there got got some places you'd like us to come do this and uh already have a spot in mind that you can uh help us secure right yeah we'd shoot we'd be happy to come yeah i mean and honestly we might even bring the beer right but (laughs) (laughs) and i mean it's as simple as it is we need trees and restrooms and I mean, a bathroom yeah. right you know so that doesn't seem to be as easy to find no well you know? in the the logistics of getting permission right because people don't know you 
you tell someone that hey, we're going to do a, a saddle hunting, hunting demo. demo, they're like, "What the hell is saddle? You can't. You, know, you can't have. Yeah, <laughs> you can't so have firearms in here. We're not, <laughs> no. we're not hunting. We're just hanging from a tree." So I think maybe we may look at maybe in Northwest Georgia. No, I got friends up there. So I, I got you got family up family there. up there. Yeah. So North Northwest Georgia, Cobb County up in that area. Um, and I think that we would be, we would be reaching out to the Atlanta, the Anniston, you know, Birmingham, Huntsville, North Georgia, North, North Alabama, Tennessee. What about someone with a hunting lease, a farm? Well, if, yeah. So like, if you've got a lease with the club, you mm-hmm. know, like, and just, Again, restrooms, restrooms right. and trees. No, you, we, you could always pee on the tree. What are you going to do about the ladies? Well, pop a squat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you might want to delete that. <laughs> uh, give them a five-gallon bucket with a with the pool noodle around it. <laughs> so, but well, yeah. All right, dude. You can tell it's Thursday because I'm freaking tired. Yeah, I am. So I'm if, whooped. If we're super boring and keep rambling my apologies it's thursday i but i'm not apologizing <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> all i know is tomorrow's motherfucking friday yes uh, you can edit that out too nope all right all right all right dude we're done as usual fun y'all have a great night see ya see ya these are my people this is my